0: Coming right up, Straight Talk with Art Levine. Our guest tonight, Long Beach Chief of Police Jim McDonnell, as we continue our 21st anniversary year. Closed captioning provided by SCAN Health Plan.
1: Straight Talk is brought to you in part by Southern California Edison. For over 100 years, life powered by Edison. The Press-Telegram, your local leader for over 100 years.
0: Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk. And now your host, Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. We have a great show for you tonight. Our guest for the entire show is our chief of police, Jim McDonald, City of Long Beach. Chief, welcome back to Straight Thank Talk. Thank Give us an update on crime statistics for the first few months of this year.
1: Okay, yeah. We finished up, uh, as we've talked about before, 2012 with some uh, incredible numbers, the lowest violent crime rate in 40 years. So we're looking at uh, the numbers very critically this year. We've seen an uptick in some of our crime, particularly some of our more serious violent crime. Uh, I think the thing to put it in context, though, it's an uptick from a 40-year low uh... we're looking at that very closely we're looking at uh, locations around the city where we're having repeat offenses we're looking at what the patterns are the gang involvement uh... We're, and we're putting together a, a strategic plan and working that plan now so we're hopeful that we'll be able to have uh, some good results down the line on that
0: i know overall uh... the statistics were uh, down one point eight percent for the first three months of the year but as you mentioned uh... murder was up quite right. significantly right and also in residential burglary, a significant increase. On your prior appearance on our show, you kind of predicted uh, a forthcoming perfect storm with what we call the three R's, uh, realignment, uh, the recession, and the reduction in police staffing levels. Right, right. And that's come to pass.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, and uh, and the realignment piece has been a significant one. You know, that's something we continue to work with. Uh, We're working collaboratively with other uh, chiefs around the county, the uh, police departments around the county, the sheriff's department, the LAPD, and dealing with this on a regional uh, perspective, as well as working with probation. And uh, we've got probation officers embedded with several departments, 25 departments around the county uh, in an effort to be able to do compliance checks and to be as effective as we can.
0: It was surprising to me to read in the paper recently about some of the folks that were being let uh, out on probation as opposed to being incarcerated at the county level. I thought it was only the non-serious, non-sex uh, offenders that would be eligible for probation, but there are a couple of pretty bad sorts that were walking the streets now.
1: Yeah, what the, uh, the three nuns as they call them, the non-serious- Not nuns but no, non Non's, yeah. Non-violent, non-serious, and non-sex, uh, those are defined uh, by the state. Uh, what happens when people are arrested for those types of crimes, uh, they go to county jail for their sentence, not, uh, to state prison. And the, uh, the idea behind that is to try and reduce the number of inmates in the state prison system. The realignment has shifted the burden for that responsibility from the state to the counties. So it's a tremendous burden that, uh, we didn't have two years ago that we now have to figure out a way to make it work as well as we can. But
0: some of the releasees from the state prison under realignment committed serious offenses and violent offenses right but they weren't kept in county jail they were put out on probation
1: yeah the whole the the 2 year period up to this point has been kind of trying to figure out how to make this work as well yeah. as we can the probation department was given the additional duty that used to be the responsibility of state parole they've now taken on a lot of that so they had a ramp up Jerry Powers who's the uh, the director over there has uh has uh, had his hands full in trying to ramp up, hire additional probation officers, uh, arm some of those probation officers uh, to be able to deal with what they're facing uh, and to be able to uh, work as closely as he can with uh, the police departments throughout the county. I understand that the sheriff of each county has a lot of
0: discretion. There aren't many guidelines as to who gets released and who gets sent to county jail.
1: Yeah, it's a triage system uh, in every county in the state, and the sheriffs have to do the best they can with what they have to work with. And every day, they're triaging their problem to try and uh, and be as judicious as they can with who they release. There is nowhere in the county, or I'm sorry, nowhere in the state like Los Angeles County yeah. for the capacity issues that we face here and, uh, and just the, the sheer volume. I know that you've said publicly
0: and including on this show that Fighting crime is not just the responsibility of the police department, but it's a whole community. And later in the show, we'll talk about the Police Mm. Foundation. But I know that your department has issued some tips on trying to control and prevent residential burglary. And they include such common sense things as locking doors and windows, reporting, loitering, keeping the shrubbery trimmed, having the number of the house visible, garage doors closed and locked. And even consider motion and sensor detector lighting and surveillance cameras and, of course, joining a neighborhood
1: watch. Right, right. Now, all, all very good things. A lot of it just comes down don't be complacent. Uh, don't feel that it's going to happen to someone else and not you. Take a look at your own property and think to yourself, if I was an opportunist looking to be able to steal something, where where is my house vulnerable? Uh, and oftentimes it comes down to lighting. It comes down to uh, what's visible from the street if someone were to look. Somebody walking down the street who is an opportunist, if your house is a hard target, they'll go to the next house. And then hopefully we can deal with the next house and the next house. So block by block, we make the whole city a very hard target for somebody who is an opportunist. And also with automobiles, don't leave leave your door unlocked, for starters.
0: And don't leave as visible on the seats valuable stuff like phones and uh,
1: TVs. Right. Take the couple of seconds it takes to take take an assessment of your own vehicle. Uh, take anything that looks valuable out, put it in the trunk, uh, or take it with you. Uh, and then look back into your vehicle and see, is there anything there that an opportunist would come along and, and be attracted to?
0: So help the police do their job in keeping crime in check by making these common sense uh, adjustments in your behavior. We'll be back with more of our show after these messages. <music>
1: In today's world, everything's connected. From the workplaces that support us, to the homes that welcome us, to the trees and wildlife habitats that remind us how important our environment is. When a bird lands on a branch, and in the midst of a busy day, we stop to watch, it makes us realize we're all in the same boat. The Port of Long Beach welcomes this world with open arms, an environmental policy that's second to none, and a commitment to shaping a vibrant community. The Port of Long Beach, thinking outside the docks,
0: Continuing our conversation with Long Beach Police Chief Jim McDonnell, Chief, police staffing is always an issue, and public safety is right on the top of uh, mm-hmm. public concerns. We're staffed now at about 780. We do have an academy coming in for the first time, which is good
1: news. Very good.
0: But talk about police staffing levels and its importance to public safety.
1: Yeah, we have seven hundred, ballpark 780 sworn uh, right now. Uh, that is a reduction from where we were just a couple of years ago. Uh, We've worked with the city family to try and be able to uh, let them know what our needs are but be also uh, aware that uh, for whatever we get someone else gets cut so we've looked at the public safety picture holistically to try and put the best package we can together to meet the needs of the city. Has it been a challenge? Absolutely. Um, We continue to work with the city manager, the mayor's office, the council to be able to uh, come up with some innovative ways to be able to reduce crime, to be able to keep the community safe. Uh, we feel very fortunate to be having given a 50-person academy that'll start at the end of May. Um, and hope out of that, uh, that class we're able to graduate uh, uh, at least 40 and to be able to, to get the 40 people through the field training officer process uh, and then move forward with an eye towards hopefully being able to uh, and achieve a new academy each year as we move forward and eventually grow in the size of the department. But in fairness, the 40 that we would get from a
0: successful academy would just about cover the attrition for police retiring or leaving. So we would not be building up the force. We would just
1: be stopping the drain downward. Right, and that would plateau us, if you will, for for this year and then hopefully in subsequent years we could start to look at an increase in the numbers to be able to build the department again. And you mentioned at an earlier show that if we were able to
0: rebuild the department to the levels uh, from several years ago, about 200 more officers, we could really turn around this spike in crime.
1: Oh, I think, you know, um, you know, for every additional officer we're able to put on the street, uh, we get a lot of bang for the buck. We're, we're very lean in the city uh, as it relates to police officers, and I feel that uh, we use those officers in a very efficient manner. And uh, like I said, for every officer we're able to deploy, we see a, a result. I know that cameras were recently installed in
0: Drake Park, where there right. were a couple of unfortunate incidents. Speak to the use of cameras in public spaces as a deterrent
1: right yeah we don't uh, we don't try and hide the cameras we let people know there are cameras in the public spaces that they're uh, walking through uh, and hopefully that will act as a deterrent to uh, inappropriate behavior or criminal behavior Uh, and and for where it doesn't act as a deterrent it's a great tool for us to be able to locate identify a suspect apprehend them and then on the back end for the prosecution piece, it's also a tremendous aid. So we don't go through a lengthy trial. Oftentimes, when somebody's got on, we got them on tape, uh, we'll get a cop out, reducing the uh, the expense and the time of a, a lengthy trial.
0: And look at the critical role of cameras in this Boston tragedy recently. Right.
1: right, When you look at that, that the cameras in a in a very short time allowed them to make the case against the suspects that they currently have in custody, and then. Uh, once they got that, that initial very important lead, they were able to roll back, do warrants and to be able to put the full case together and that's still playing itself out.
0: Do you plan to ask the city specifically for additional funding for additional cameras in public spaces in our city?
1: We'll continue to work to that. We always look to grants. We look through the uh, to the general fund budget where it's appropriate. Uh, uh, but as importantly, we look to the, the private sector, the business sector and so many people in their own businesses and their own homes have cameras, the ability for us to be able uh, over the internet to link into those cameras and to be able to use those through Long Beach Cop, uh, Long Beach Common Operating Picture, which is kind of the hub of where we get the camera feeds throughout the city in an effort to be able, hopefully, to provide real time data to officers uh, who are responding to an incident. Uh, the camera feed could be pulled up, uh, the, uh, the dispatchers and communications, the analysts there, uh, could be able to tell them what they're seeing at the location that they're Great. deploying officers to at that time. Great.
0: Switching subjects for yeah. a moment, uh, gun control is on the national agenda. Right. Uh, the president's been arguing for a registration uh, uh, of uh, owners. Uh, also, uh, some are arguing for a ban on assault weapons or large magazine weapons. Uh, it, always, it seems to me that our police and public safety officials should not be outgunned by the bad guys, that you guys should have more powerful and effective weapons than those out on the street. What is the argument? Well, we know what the argument is, Second Amendment, but uh, have uh, have police departments stepped up and weighed in on this debate?
1: You know, I, I think so. I think that uh, police uh, executives around the country have taken a pretty strong position on, on that whole issue. Uh, recently, uh, the THE PROPOSAL PUT FORWARD BY SENATOR FEINSTEIN uh, WAS NOT SUCCESSFUL IN, uh, in BEING PASSED AND, and CONTINUING ON. Uh, THE MAJOR CITY CHIEFS THROUGHOUT THE COUNTRY TOOK A STRONG POSITION IN SUPPORT OF THAT BILL uh, FOR uh, LIMITING uh, THE SIZE OF, uh, of MAGAZINES, uh, uh, HIGH CAPACITY MAGAZINES, uh, THE ASSAULT WEAPONS, AND THEN ALSO ENCOURAGING uh, the BACKGROUND CHECKS ON INDIVIDUALS FOR MENTAL HEALTH ISSUES AND, and OTHER ISSUES. Uh, When you look across the the board, though, for policing, not everybody's on the same page. When you look at uh, police leaders in urban areas, their perspective is different than those in rural areas or more rural areas. Uh, And you see uh, police chiefs uh, vary from what sheriffs across the uh, nation uh, believe as well. So there isn't uh, one voice from the police uh, community, uh, and that's something that uh, will continue to play itself out, I think, as, as time rolls on.
0: You mentioned sheriffs. There's been some talk about you possibly running for L.A. County Sheriff. Any any comment on that? Yeah.
1: Yeah. No. I'm looking very seriously uh, at that opportunity. Uh, I think everybody who's who's plugged in is aware of some of the issues that they've been dealing with at the sheriff's department. You have a great department there that I think uh, some fresh eyes, uh, a new perspective, and maybe a new way of looking at doing business over there uh, would be very helpful. Uh, so I'm continuing to look at that and.
0: Yeah. I know you worked on the county commission that was investigating uh, violence in the right. county yeah. jail. Right, yeah, Citizens Commission on jail Violence, yeah. right. Okay, we'll be back with the chief after these messages.
1: How do you like your chances the rest of the week? I way? got no idea. But I do know that if we stay with Naples Rib Company, or at least we won't go hungry. Coach, what do
0: you think about some of those questionable calls tonight?
1: Yeah, but if you want a sound call, I'd call Naples Rib Company. You can't miss on that call.
2: Then Naples Rib Company is part of your game
1: plan? There really is nothing more motivating than a great barbecue meal at Naples Rib Company. Victory or not, Naples Rib Company, great game plan. i like to take you somewhere Where
0: nobody else can
1: go Only the two of us know With Charter, TV will never be the same. Now you can make a date with your favorite movies and shows anywhere and anytime with on-the-go content from Charter.
0: WE'RE BACK, CONTINUING CONVERSATION WITH THE CHIEF, AND WE'D LIKE TO TURN NOW, uh, CHIEF, TO THE uh, a VERY MOVING CEREMONY THAT TAKES PLACE EACH YEAR, THE POLICE AWARD CEREMONY, Good. WHERE uh, YOU GUYS RECOGNIZE BOTH POLICE OFFICERS AND CITIZENS FOR HEROIC ACTS AND GOING about to SPEAK TO THAT uh, EVENT.
1: Uh, THANK YOU. YEAH, WE HAVE a, an, AN ANNUAL EVENT, AND uh, IT'S SOMETHING THAT uh, HAS NOT BEEN AS WELL attended AS YOU WOULD EXPECT IN THE PAST uh... and i'd strongly encourage uh... people from the community to come out and support the officers and civilian employees and people from the community who are receiving awards it's uh... it's something that i think will be well worth your time there's some tremendous stories of uh... of heroism of uh, community service of going above and beyond uh... it's well put together and i think it's something that if uh... somebody had the time it's june sixth at five p.m. and it's uh... it's a ceremony at the carpenter center that i think would be a, a worthwhile take
0: We'd like to invite you all formally to attend. We're putting the graphics up right now. If you'd like to uh, attend, admission is free. Uh, This very moving ceremony where we honor the men and women of the police department and also civilians that have stepped in as Good Samaritans to help out. Uh, Email your request to awards at lbpolicefoundation.org. As the chief mentions it's on thursday june 6th at 5 p.m at the beautiful carpenter performing arts center on the long beach state campus and many of the officers come with their families particularly Mm -hmm. their kids and it's a very moving thing and it's a way uh at no cost to you to to kind of salute the 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 work of the men and women of the police department
1: yeah, and Art, I think it's uh, it's something that people from the community would come out and they'd say, I had no idea that kind of uh, work was being done in this city. Uh, we all are very busy in our own worlds and uh, and really don't have the, uh, the opportunity to be able to see what's being done on their behalf across the city. It's a
0: very, very moving ceremony. I guarantee you, if you come, you won't be disappointed and you'll long remember it. Related to that uh, is the Long Beach Police Foundation, Uh, which is a 501c3 organization whose goal in life is to help the Long Beach Police Department do their job and make Long Beach a safer city. In fact, the Police Foundation sponsors the police award ceremony that we were just talking about. But spend a moment, Chief, telling us about the value of the Police Foundation.
1: In in tough fiscal times like we've been experiencing in the past several years, to be able to have a police foundation that can raise money from uh, the private sector and the community and to be able to offer to support uh, juvenile programs, to be able to uh, help us with non-budgeted items and to be able to get the nice to have things, uh, to be able to perform at a higher level for the community, uh, that's what we look to the foundation for and they've stepped up and, and are doing a great job. Uh, certainly, I would encourage anybody who has an interest in, in giving back uh, to look into the Long Beach Police Foundation and to uh, come on board as a member. Uh, it's a great networking opportunity. It's a great way to give back to the community, and it's a great way to get to know your police department.
0: Well said. If you'd like to get more information, uh, we'll put the graphic up at the end of this segment. But bottom line, for $100 a year, you can become a member of the Long Beach Police Foundation We'll send you an appropriate card identifying you as a member. It's a tax-deductible contribution. We're a 501 organization. And without a huge expenditure of time or money, you can be doing your part to make Long Beach a safer city. Businesses are also invited to join, and business memberships are $250 a year, and businesses will receive an appropriate plaque or decal which they can put in their window Identifying them as a business member of the Police Foundation, these are annual contributions to renew your membership. But it's only a hundred dollars for individuals and two hundred fifty dollars for businesses. Chief, uh, uh, so you certainly support uh,
1: people joining this. No, absolutely. No, it's been a great partnership and. Uh, and uh, as much as we can we try and provide opportunities to for people across the community to be able to look at what we're doing and and get a glimpse behind the scenes if you will on the good things that are happening and as you mentioned the award ceremony uh, is a great opportunity to be able to see some of that
0: members of the foundation are also invited to so-called behind the badge events where you get an inside look at the operations of the police department i have found those to be to be fascinating and again chief It's not just the police department that has the responsibility for keeping a lid on crime, but it's the whole community, and uh, everyone can do their part in some way. And it's not leave it to Johnny or leave it to Sarah. We all have to step forward, particularly in these tough economic times.
1: Yeah, I think the biggest thing when you look across society, whether it's public safety we're talking about or any issue really as far as just being a good citizen, Everybody has a tendency to say somebody should do something about that. Well, yeah. we're all somebody and we all have a role to play. And you know, it may be to call the appropriate entity and ask for their help or it may be to take uh take whatever action that's appropriate uh individually.
0: We're all somebody. Great concept. We'll be right back with the rest of our show.
2: I want to improve my career opportunities.
1: care of those who are closest to you from our family to yours mccarty's jewelry since 1932 bill Trainee's mixes california style with continental cuisine that includes fresh seafood from around the world since Phil is the chef the menu has a wide variety of pastas salads soups and appetizers that feature his unique personal touch and the italian-american
2: signature dishes are simply beyond delicious You never know who you're going to run into at Trainees, from the famous sports legends on the Wall of Fame to local celebrities having a drink at the bar. For the best fine dining experience, visit Phil Trainees.
0: I think we're very fortunate to have a chief of the quality of Jim McDonald here in Long Beach, and we thank him and the men and women of the department for uh, really putting their lives on the line every day on behalf of uh, the citizens of our community. So we thank you for that, Chief. Thank you. I have a great team. Uh, you've been in the job now three years. Uh, you came from L.A., right. uh, you were, I think, number two up there, and, right. and now you've been leading. Uh, give us a sense of your three years' experience here.
1: I'll tell you, the three years has gone by in a flash. You know, When I look back on uh, some of the challenges that we've been facing, particularly with the economy, uh, and uh, some of the deployment issues we've been facing. And uh, to a person, our employees have risen, both sworn and civilian, uh, risen above and beyond what we could have expected them to be able to to do, uh, to be able year after year to achieve some milestones that nobody would have thought possible. To finish last year with uh, the lowest violent crime numbers in uh, 40 years, I think is a testament to the hard work being done. Um, What I do notice is our our officers and, uh, and our civilian employees uh, uh have just a, a kind of a reaction to go above and beyond they take that's it they cool. run it to ground uh and whether that's chasing a suspect through backyards or whether it's uh you know examining a crime scene getting dna evidence uh, or ballistic evidence and following that to conclusion uh, i, I, I the, the tenacity i think i've been very impressed with with the people in this organization and i think the results uh speak for themselves I've been impressed with the number of
0: our command staff that have been hired away by other departments to be chiefs there, which certainly speaks well of our men and women.
1: Yeah, I think uh, since I've been here in the short time three-plus years, uh, we have uh, had eight people retire to become chiefs of police in other jurisdictions around the state and, and outside of the state, actually. Uh, and I look at that, and people say, well, you're losing some of your best people to be, to be chiefs, but you're losing your, some of your best people. And I think that while that's true, uh, the counter to that is we have a great bench, and we've seen other people rise up into those positions and be able to pick the ball up and run with it. And uh, like I mentioned, the results, again, speak for themselves and their ability to be able to do that. So I feel very, very fortunate.
0: Well said. And finally, Long Beach is uh, has a sense of community that, that many cities do not. Right. And ultimately, I think that's one of our great strengths, yeah, that, yeah. Uh, that the community is behind you, yeah. and that makes your job a little bit easier. It does.
1: It does. No, we're very, very uh, grateful for the supportive community that we have. And, and whether it's the entire city of Long Beach or you break it down by individual communities within this great city, um, we, we feel blessed. Thanks, Chief. Thank you very much, Art.
0: Thank you for joining us. Join us next time for the next edition of Straight Talk. Good night, everyone.
1: Straight Talk has been brought to you by Southern California Edison, the Press-Telegram, and remember, Straight Talk is viewable worldwide 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.